this COVID, COVID thing really messed a lot of things up. But well, I mean that takes its emotional, psychological toll, um, and everyone we experience it in different ways. But you know, it um, yeah. we're we're we are all experiencing it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I make the best of it, but yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird not to be able to, it's weird. This is the first time I've seen you in a while, you know, um, I, miss, I miss you guys. Yeah. All right, so I've mentioned it before. Every month and a half, our home at Central Arts, we'd have a show, good times, have the art show, and then hang out with the artists. And one of those artists for me, Austin Wafer, always a good time when he showed up. And I'm happy to actually see him. I've been gone. I haven't seen him since March. You know, the infamous March. How are you doing, sir? I'm tired. I'm really tired. Uh, <laughs> been having to work a lot. So this year is probably my artist scene the, the most, uh, uh, what, how, how would I say it, um, setback or step back. Like, like, like a kind of like a putting on layaway for a second because I had to get so much stuff going on in 2020 introducing so many different kind of avenues and problems for artists in general like us doing those art shows and going out and all that was also just took a big nosedive for a few first seconds until you know we had we found a way to kind of like go about being safer and stuff like that but it definitely hit me in some cases and I'm I'm getting back into it now. I'm kind of getting my stride back, and like, all right, now I know what what, what I can do, what I what we what we can do, I guess. And everybody's pushing forward. I learned that from my dad actually in Louisiana, because he's been painting and he's been like still doing shows, but like in a very like safe and good manner. So he's very. Uh, I'm taking pointers from him from now on. Um, that kind of avenue or field and all that stuff. But uh, right now I'm gonna be I'm gonna probably be going caveman mode and just like build up a lot of pieces of work, a lot of art and get back into making it. Well, I think the only recent thing I've done as of recently was the uh, hats. It was the, uh, the beanies that I made, the brown beanies for uncertain clarity. After that, so I, might, it, I might make another piece of clothing. Hmm. So that's putting your series uncertain clarity onto, onto clothing. Can you talk yeah. about uncertain clarity? explain that for uh so uh that's probably the most like out of nowhere bizarre series i've ever started because it, it actually began with just i used to when i paint i i'm used to just throwing on a bunch of color on my canvas and kind of going with the flow and creating something out of it with no real direction well how well somehow still having a direction and I just got used to doing that for so many years, but like I, I, I kind of challenged myself to, I think every artist should do this, 
I kind of challenged the challenge myself to like flip that and do something different. So instead of me, um, how do I say? Instead of using like at least twenty different colors on one canvas, I want to use only two, and see what I can make out of that. And I made the very first um, certain clarity piece I made it was actually at Central Arts of Bedford. I was with Hillary, and uh, I was in a far off background painting a green canvas, and there was a little dude in the center of it on some sort of like mountain cliff, looking down or something like that. The very center piece of the of the camera. I, I think I still have it too. It's probably somewhere in that box of paintings that I have, and I still have it. And I, when I posted that, oddly enough, people seem to like it. Like, they like the simplicity of it. They like the weird kind of feel it kind of gives off in some sense. I didn't know what to call it. All I know is that the next painting that I saw, I saw an opportunity, like, okay, I mean, maybe I should try it again and see what happens, see if people like it. And oddly enough, when I made a second one, a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, Taha, he actually bought it, like, quickly when, he, when I posted it. And he was like, I got to have that. I'm like, all right, let me try again. Make another one. So I made, a, I made a red one. And one of my other friends bought it immediately after I posted it. And it's just like, that's kind of like a weird sense. And for uncertain clarity, the whole premise of it is to give a very... I guess an un an unclear message that I let people decipher on their own. So in a sense, I would make certain paintings and certain pieces, but I will always when someone would ask me like, "Hey, what does what does it mean?" I can I'm I'm usually generally gonna say I don't know. I just kind of just had an image in my head. I had to get it out. Uh, it could mean a lot of different things, but. It's not so much what I feel. I want to know how you feel about the art. It's more. It's more. It's kind of flips the whole like. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the frames a little bit for because uh, some people just listen to, oh, to yeah, what yeah. we're saying, and um, so we don't have a visual here. But generally, uncertain clarity, and you can jump in and correct. But a little all black figure with expressions in different scenarios very minimalistic um often laden with humor and on the backs usually it's always a song lyric right yeah well uh on the back of my paintings now since i actually started that series i tend to listen to music a lot i'm a big music i love music a lot and i used to have music playing in the background so much when i'm painting and stuff i'm sure we've you've heard some songs i listen to and all that some is, some is pretty uh, chill, melancholic, almost uh, existentially uh, dreadful in some senses. But, but uh, I put the songs in the, I write the song title and the artist on the back of my canvases in like the year it was made and uh, the size of the canvas. I usually do that to kind of give people an extra like piece of my mind when they take the canvas and they buy it. So they can say, I can, I can generally say, like, hey, you know, when you also look on the back of the canvas, that's the song I was listening to whenever I was painting that. And that's the kind of vibe I was in and whenever I was finishing up the work. So you might like it, you might not, but 
it, you also might like a song. You might you also might get you know find out a song you really really like just by just because you just happen to buy a canvas so that can give you that piece of like extra inning different to different artists and stuff like that. Um, I actually have one piece behind me uh, on certain cards. People can kind of get a visual in a sense. I can grab it really really quick. Mm -hmm. It's probably my favorite one so far. It's this one. <laughs> now, so again, what the painting that you were showing, it's a mm -hmm. green background. No. Yeah. Uh, and, and this frame, big, big head, small body, but um, again, minimalistic. But uh, th those are, they feel whimsical. Are they whimsical to you? In some some cases, yeah. In some cases, it's weird because everybody has different reactions to them. Like depending on what I paint on them, like I have another one in the back one, and that's the one where it's like really long, and everybody's like joined hands together. Um, that got a big reaction uh, when I go. When I think I remember one time I, we were at Sajara Bedford and we did a show in front of the um, actual gallery, and. Uh, uh, there was this, there was this guy that he him and his wife came to the show just on a whim because you know there's a lot of traffic going on like oh what's this over here you know like what's this interesting and he came and he saw my work and uh, he was looking around and you know checking it out and then then all of a sudden there was a certain piece that I noticed that he kept staring at for more than like five like 10 minutes or so like that. Like it was, he was staring at it for a long time. And, uh, sorry, it went off. And um, I noticed it and I asked him like, oh, you like that, you like that piece? It's a, I like that piece too. It's like one of my personal favorite ones that I did. And it's, he seemed to have like a very cathartic look on his face, like a very, uh, like he was troubled in a sense. And I didn't, I didn't quite get it, like what was wrong. But he kind of like he wouldn't he wouldn't kind of give me the full detail I guess of his personal life. But he kind of gave me a understanding like this piece he's seen it before somewhere. You know like I made it I don't know how he has but he's seen like an image like, in his head himself I think. And he's like and it reminded him of his past and of his childhood or something like that. I don't know how all that kind of correlated into him feeling like having this kind of like emotional breakdown with the piece. But uh, that's probably the first time I've ever met somebody that got such an emotional reaction from one of my paintings, and I was I was closest to giving it, giving giving it to him for free just to kind of like make him feel better. I'm like, hey man, you can, you can take it, man. It's okay. But he he refused. He was uh, as an artist, I should be more. He said I should I should be more like I, I'll you know you make this so you get paid for it. You know what I mean? I won't do that. So he went back to his car and bought it immediately and bought his wife another one with the paintings and stuff like that. But that was probably the only, one of the few times where I've gotten like a big, like emotional reaction out of somebody. That, uh, yeah, well, I mean, not, not to say that they're um, like jokes, but mm -hmm. there is a whimsy to them. But then, you know, sometimes there is the, the dark humor. Um, I think there was one where, uh, one figure is watching another figure getting impaled. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's done in such a, like, pantomime style that, um, you know, you, you kind of laugh at it, but then 
that there is a serious edge to it. Um, yeah. And um, yeah. I want to backtrack to, because when I first met you, um, I mean, I connected to your work immediately because it was very um, tribal, just a lot of my thing as well. It's just, we have um, culturally different uh, definitions of tribe or different experience of tribe, mm -hmm. I think. Because, you know, we're both working in that, that primitive style of shapes and color, like you said, just um, mm -hmm. unleashing on a canvas. But um, where did that come from for you? Uh, in the beginning, when I first started painting, I kind of, I wasn't that good, obviously. I wasn't like, I was like, whatever was it. But as I kept going and painting, I kind of just kept putting color and color and more color on the canvas and yada, 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 doing this and that. And uh, I started painting like very like spacey, uh, almost cosmic kind of like ethereal pieces. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like color. I really like color. So that's whenever I painted and I just threw it on there. I was just like, oh, it's like bright. It catches somebody's eye. And people liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I was doing that a lot, especially when I lived in, and lived in Louisiana with my dad. And I was having that crazy, like, like very, it's, the color seemed sporadic and out of control, but there was control to it. Sure. That's one thing people kind of understand. Like, it's not, like, even with your work, you don't, it's never like just whatever. You do it for every stroke. Well, is a, I, is a reason, I, feel like. I never thought that about your work. I, you know, the color choice was really. I mean, you, you're saying you weren't very good, but you you were. I, um, and I don't I don't just hand out compliments like that. I I really uh, I liked I liked what I saw. It was um, I was excited that you were around, and you know, and I'm still excited that you show that we all show together. So, but. Uh, but Make me I, I guess what I'm asking, like, uh, I, I'm, it's just out of curiosity coming from where I create the tribal thing for me, it is a cultural thing. It is me looking at um, my ancestral past, looking at how a lot of that was destroyed. Um, it's a different narrative for me. And I'm wondering, like, because uh, I'm trying to think of pieces, but they, they just, um, some of them look like, like when I do pyramids and stuff, or maybe I was just seeing that in them, but um, that that's the earliest work of yours that I, I remember. And then I, I do remember the other, uh, all of it was it's awesome. I have a few, um, but. Uh, I still actually have the skull that you gave me and I freaking love that one the most. Yeah. I love that. It's very, that's why, because even whenever I first met you, like I like this guy's work. Like, I don't know what it is about it, he gets me like he, he knows he knows i like this um i think for uh i don't know i, I can't for my early earlier works when it was like just a lot of color i think i was like it was i will say that i was probably trying to find a like reason i would say like, like when we like when we paint, we paint for different reasons, like different emotional states and stuff like that, and different mental states, like where we are in our, in our life and stuff like that. 
a lot of my paintings, especially in that earlier parts, were like very like sporadic and like a lot of color, a lot of stuff on it. But at that time frame, I was trying to figure out like, okay, why am I doing that? Like, where is this coming from? Not so much like, uh, like what's wrong with me, but like, you know, like what's, <laughs> what's, deep in, what's deep in my psyche that's just like, I have to put so much into this and make it like look aesthetically pleasing to the eye where somebody walks in and they immediately see it. Not so much just to grab people's attention to like pay for it or buy it, but just to get someone to look at it and just kind of get their own feel for it and everything like that. And like, that's, that was what, that was what I was kind of having to figure out when I was doing those like very like intense, high uh, detailed paintings uh, in the beginning. And, uh, I, so never, I, think, I think the short answer is like you don't and there's nothing wrong with it but you don't exactly know um, no. when i was younger i didn't um it took me years and even <laughs> even now i'm still figuring out why i do things in the work the way that i do mm -hmm. but um that that's cool now a few I, times you you have um you reference the audience a lot when you're painting, because when I'm painting, um, I'm not thinking about an audience. <laughs> like, like I paint an audience, like people inside my. Uh, no, no, like uh, like you've said, uh, I'm thinking about what people will perceive it as. You're, oh, you're oftentimes uh, you're you're creating, but it seems like you're very conscious of the eyes that will be looking at it. In in some senses, yeah. Uh, there's been some paintings that I've made and some pieces of work. I'm just like, it doesn't look that great uh, on a more personal level. But, um, I think, I think that was more, I was like a little more insecure back then about how people, people would perceive those sporadic paintings. Cause some people I've been like, I've been told myself and like face to face that they don't get it and they just kind of walk away and I'm like, okay, well, it says I hurt my feelings, but it's just like, okay, well, and I think that's where the uncertain clarity part came in, where I want to switch it up a little bit, just to like challenge myself and see the different reaction. And it got a big reaction, but I have been, I've had had the urge to make another like big sporadic like canvas again, like a big one and like just do that again. I love hearing that. The thing is, I love that work, and um, you're um, you're actually you're very young, <laughs> you know, in, in artist years, and um, you always. What I have found, um, this is unsolicited old man advice, Austin. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is as long as you're into what you're making, there is an audience out there. Now, it may not be the person that said they didn't get it. That's okay. They don't have to get it. Mm -hmm. But then somebody right behind them might get it. And they might connect with it. And they might have. And um, it's something a friend of mine told me. You know, you just, you make. And you make believing that the person that was meant to see that piece and walk away with it is out there and you make it 
can you keep making? And, um, but like I said, the, like, I love all of your work, but those original pieces, like I said, like you said, we, we had, uh, like this, like, I get you. I do. I did get it. I got that word. I loved it. And, um, anyways, <laughs> I think, uh, it's funny cause I thought about this some, some nights ago. I think me working so much on the uncertain clarity pieces has, uh, altered my, uh, I guess, I guess priority, I guess, like it made me more self-conscious of what people would actually get and like, you know, look at in my work because in the uncertain clarity pieces, there was a more concrete message in those. And I had to like, be able to like, really like uh, express it in a very like, you know, understanding way. And I've gotten used to doing that. I think it, uh, affected me in terms of like, you know, always having the audience in my head now. And I really, and I, and I was not like that in the beginning. Cause I was like, yeah. I'm paying well, I'm paying whatever. But well, which, like, which one is more fun to you? Well, they both are fun. I, I still okay. like doing uncertain clarity, but I just, I've been doing that so long. I forgot how fun it was to just say, screw it. I'm just going to just put everything on this canvas and just make something out of it. And just have like, out have no, have no uh, goal or no like end, ending kind of like thing. Just go with it and just stop when I stop when I feel like I should stop, rather than right. rather than just like stopping, you know. Well, because there's a difference between having a narrative, which is what you have in uncertain clarity, mm -hmm. versus oftentimes in my experience, you make the narrative up as you go. Um, when I'm working more abstractly. I have no idea what's about to happen. Even in the things that have narrative, um, I don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Pop art, I don't, I can't promise <laughs> yeah. that it's going to be this. Um, and that, but that to me is part of the experience and part of the joy of creating. So. That's weird. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to level myself out again. Cause I, I write, and I also draw, and those two things are, you, at least for writing, you want to be, you know, have your message being understood, what you're trying to say. So I'm finishing up a book, and I'm trying to get that edited and get that out and possibly, like, published soon somewhere on Kindle. Uh, cool. I'm trying to do that, and drawing is taking a kind of a backseat, too, because it's very labor-intensive if you just you draw a lot. But it's also the same thing. It's very like you want to be, you know, a little concrete and understanding of that. And I, and I, and I actually used to use the paintings as a scapegoat to get out of that. So now my paintings turn to uncertain clarity, and it's good. But it's also taken away the. I forgot that I can also just say screw it and just make whatever I want on canvas. So now. Thinking about it just some days ago and then you mentioning it to me today it kind of like all right i'm gonna go get a big giant canvas i'm gonna say screw it i'm gonna do whatever i want i'm gonna post I this love it. Myself. this is good news yeah <laughs> i've been i've been i've had that urge in me for, for a hot minute i'm just like what is this what am i trying to do but i don't know what it is and yeah. now i now i know what what it was it was just having some old-fashioned 
overload creativity fun on a canvas. Yeah. I so, actually I, want to do, uh, I'm sorry, you go ahead. I mean, it, it sounds like, um, like I say, like I said, the uh, famous March came and um, that famous Friday the 13th. <laughs> and um, it sounds like you, you know, you didn't create much since then. Like, uh, what was going on? Like, just. Well, it's been year. like, yeah, it's been a really busy year in terms of like trying to work and work on Amazon trying to work and get, save up money, um, having some setbacks too with, you know, everything's been going on, uh, I guess personal stuff. Um, uh, COVID didn't help. Like, it was just a real like big creative rut that I got myself in and I didn't really know how to get out in some cases. And a lot of my time was taken, being taken away, and yeah. uh, and I and I was noticing myself getting a little more agitated and angry, and like more so like just down. I wasn't doing anything creative. Like I have to have that to keep myself mentally and emotionally stable. Because if I don't, then I'm just like another like you know miserable guy walking around just mad at the world because I don't know I haven't figured out what I am yet. You know, but I know what I am. I just need to get back into doing what I'm supposed to be doing and that's just making art and making you know getting my ideas out of my head and if it makes somebody happy and they buy it that's even better you know it's, yeah. it's spread spread I'm an empathetic person like to spread uh spread goodness not you know negativity and just you know bad bad juju but but the important like, thing is you had that period you're out of it yeah you're making stuff Mm -hmm. I'm back. Do I need to I'm check back. in on you? <laughs> you, you, can, you can come and check in if you don't need to. Like, hey, man, what you brought today? Like, uh, yeah. no, be, like, get on, like, honestly, get on my ass if, like, you feel I'm, like I'm not, I'm not above lecturing you. Um. <laughs> huh. Well, I don't know if I, don't know if I am. <laughs> you, you probably have sensed that in the past. Um, well, no, it's just super important. It's what we are. You know, we're, we're creators. We should create. And when we don't, um, I mean, I've never not. And that's been a saving grace for me. Mm. There's, um, everybody has whatever going on in their life. We all have personal things. We all have, uh, it's not always sunshine and flowers. Yeah. But, um, for me, without the creativity, without actively doing things, things could have really gone a different way. And um, yeah. it's um, it's important to remember that, you know, like you said, you know who you are. Um, and, um, you know, uh, there's really no reason for a creative rut. You know how to make things, you know how to lay down paint. You know how to scribble. You know how to type words. You have all these outlets, and um, you know it's important that you use them. You are an empathetic person, and it's that's why it's important for you to create and share what you got going on. You know, that's why um, like I said, I'm happy that you exhibit with us, and we'll get back to it. 
you know, we're still figuring all that out. Yeah, that's all still getting like, you know, I know it's getting changed and stuff right now and everything, but cause I haven't been there in a, in a hot minute. All I know is that I was getting moved or something like that. Yeah. So I just kind of left it out, left it stay out of the way. Yeah, it's uh, well. As far as the space we show in, and it's getting moved around, and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, for uh, for for me, it's. I mean, I produce an insane amount of work during this time. It's been cool. You've been busting tail. I'm just like, man, this guy is posting every day. How do you do it? <laughs> I'm well, like, half dead sleep over here. It's really interesting. It's part of um, part of making this podcast. Part of everything is. Um, I think when we all regroup, you know, as far as our circle, mid cities artists, um, there's a lot more we can do than we're conscious of. You know? So, what else, man? Well, I've been getting to Warhammer. That's my been my. Uh, what is been that? <laughs> I've been reading a lot. Like art may have taken a backseat, but I've been reading against that Warhammer a lot. Uh, Warhammer that's good. is that's a, inspiration. It's like, and it's funny because I'm actually like reading so much, and I'm actually getting better with like my storytelling because I'm reading so much and I'm figuring stuff out. So in a sense, I, it took a backseat, but at the same time, what I'm what it took a backseat for, it's actually gonna help it out in the long run. So well, well, reading, writing. reading is important. I um, you differ in that respect. I think that some of the art, especially when I think back on the people I've talked to in this podcast, you, you differ, and I think that's another common commonality that you and I have. Um, I don't know if you know, but like my background, um, some of my degrees were in literature, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually started out um you know creative writing but um but the thing for me it's a it was just wasn't immediate enough for me and i'm an impatient person and so i started to make images and tell my story quicker but i still read a lot and it um it just enhances everything you do because you're getting different worlds yeah it makes Mm -hmm. everything just like it, it gives you, it opens up your mind to more diff, to more different things, and I feel like an artist should always have the avenue of like experiencing and finding the new, like always self improving and like having that sense of like wonder, because I feel like if you don't have that self sense of wonder and like self improvement, like you kind of stifle yourself a lot, like you don't you don't let your mind like hey what else is like out there in a sense so at least at least that's what I noticed with myself. I have to have like a different, I have to look at and find out new different things. Warhammer was like the one thing that I got into and I was like, oh, cool. And then I got like a little like. All right. Uncle well, Uncle. well, school my uneducated um, self here. What? Warhammer. What? Warhammer, <laughs> Warhammer is a very, very old, it's older than me. It's actually a very old franchise that is a tabletop miniature game okay. that uh, you you can go to like the store and buy like these figurines and construct them together and you paint them. I'm going to interject. Okay. So high elf, great evil. Does that mean anything to you? That sounds familiar. <laughs> so my <laughs> brother, you know, my brother, 
but when he was much younger, I had to uh, run an errand for him. You know, he was, um, I want to say 11. And um, he said he's going to his friend Eric's birthday party. And um, I forget, it might have been Warhammer. But he said, uh, I, I need you to buy this, this figurine. And um, he sent me to the store with this sheet of paper. And I walked into a store like you're describing. And all along the wall, there's all these figurines. And I have, um, so I'm older than my brother. I was in my 20s. But I'm very apprehensive. And um, the guy says, may I help you? And I'm very, I, I felt silly, you know, because I'm, I look at the paper and I, I said, uh, hi, elf, great eagle, like with the question mark. And uh, he's like, oh, yes, one minute. Walks, <laughs> takes it off the shelf, and there's like a ton of these, hands it to me. And uh, is that what Warhammer is? No, uh, Warhammer, <laughs> well, like, in a, in a sense, it's like figurines, but it's like, it's like, this giant franchise of these. I actually have a big thing that I made. Hold on, one second. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very no, proud of my work. No, I'm but extremely it's, amused. <laughs> like it's such a cool franchise. It's uh, it's like, like you get like these little figurines you can build and paint okay. yourself. And like, what? Well, yeah, it was something it. like that. Yeah, I got into it because uh, it's funny because you say you kind of got into you figured out about figurines and stuff like that through your brother i also figured out about warhammer through my brother because <laughs> when i was i think i was like nine or ten i went to um we were in the mall the like irving mall and i was with my mom and she said go get your brother we're gonna leave and for some reason i knew where he would be at because they had a warhammer store inside the mall i don't know if it was Irving mall or grapevine mall but i walked inside this place and there's these big giant like tables with like terrain on it, like trees and like this kind of like mossy grass. And these guys are like, colored around the tables and all that. And I didn't know what was going on. But I look on the table and I see these dudes, like these little guys, like they're moving around and stuff like that. And I'm like, she that looks so cool. That looks really neat. I saw my brother. I was like, hey, Philip, we got to go. And he's like, all right. And I, before we left, I kept, I looked at the figurines on the table again. And I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. What are these? What are these called? Warhammer and stuff like that. And I think Philip even had a couple of figurines whenever, you know, when it was younger. But I never heard of it ever again until like this year when it kind of started blowing up. And I saw, a, I watched a YouTuber and he talked about why she getting a Warhammer. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute, that looks really familiar. And then I watched a video about it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go get this like right now because. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty cool franchise. Like you can only honestly, I got it. I got it because I want to paint figurines. I never done that before, and paintings are pretty actually pretty fun to build yeah. and like consume and like make your own little dudes and stuff like that. And then all right. I think we're freezing up a little here. Austin is frozen, but he's frozen and uh, it's looking in my frame at the figurine lovingly. Hopefully we'll get him back here in a second. There we go. Am I back? Okay, cool, cool. I'm sorry. 
that was a, that was the most humorous lag I've had in a in a while. So, um, <laughs> now I think it's funny. I'm I'm thinking. Uh, I, I'm very I'm very happy that you're showing me this and sharing actually because I think something funny that's happened is um, because regardless of how tightly you're quarantining, everybody to some degree we are sheltered in place to a degree, whatever, and there's varying strata, but it's still, it's different than what we were used to, you mm -hmm. know, just going out, just hitting you up and let's go to IHOP or something. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, you know, for me, it was, I started doing these baseball things and it's, oh. it's looking, that comes from my youth, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm connecting with all these people that are into baseball cards. Like, you know, you saw the YouTube thing and uh, or just baseball in general. Or I'm, mm -hmm. I'm heavily painting a lot of pop art and it's just stuff that I like. And a lot of it, it's always been to me, like uh, I was telling um, Andy Brown, I just had a an artist bebop session with him. He's a, an artist from the UK, but he was asking me about this one piece and I said, it's like pushing a button and seeing if anybody else remembers that, you know, or like, like anything where you play a song and uh, you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, this, I think this whole COVID thing made us everybody kind of like, at least some people like eternally like go back and like, reach out reach down and like grab a piece of their childhood that they did they probably forgot about like a long time ago because i did not think i would be listening to warhammer right now after all but these it, years. i think it's a very dude centric thing <laughs> it's yeah. us dudes i'm getting hit up for more uh like the the comic book stuff mm. i've done comic book stuff before but right now people are super into it and it's dudes and it's dudes that wouldn't usually buy them because they might get in trouble, but there's a fearlessness now. It's like, yeah. I can be into my little nerd stuff. It's we're in a pandemic. <laughs> and it's, and it's so I love weird. it. It's, it's so weird. The <laughs> comics are like getting more and more, I think because of Marvel and the MCU and all that, they're getting more and more like, oh, this, oh that's fine. That's okay. Well, you can do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so crazy how everything is just like, I don't know how everything plays out. And then yeah. it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, I didn't think I, 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 I have so many books that I have to read. I'm trying to get through and read. I've been reading so much, but I'm yeah. learning a lot though. And that's what's helping. That's, that's been my thing. My saving grace this year is just reading and doing figurine painting and all that stuff and like getting into so, this. Yeah. How, how, how quarantined are you? Like, uh, do you pretty much go to work and go home? No, I go to work. Well, yeah, I go to work. Yeah. Even 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 when I go to work, it's like kind of weird because you gotta we still gotta be careful. Yeah. Because um, it would be you have to meet these different kind of people and stuff like that, or we try to like you know, like we have to like we have to follow a certain precaution because some people kind of forget that COVID is a thing, and I have to be extra careful when I'm at work to kind of like. Hey, six feet, or hey, like we'll get in trouble too if they notice that we're not, you know, abiding by that at work. So it's like, 
in a sense, yeah, we, I don't know. This COVID, COVID thing really messed a lot of things up, but. Well, I mean, that takes its emotional, psychological toll. Um, and everyone, we experience it in different ways, but, you know, it, um, uh, we're, we're, we are all experiencing it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I make the best of it, but yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird not to be able to, it's weird. This is the first time I've seen you in a while, you know, um, I, I, miss, I miss you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I miss, I miss just hanging out. And, um, even when yeah. a lot of us, you know, would paint together and, um, our, our, our tribe is, uh, <laughs> especially our tribal thing, man. It's, uh, it's been it's disjointed funny, a little actually, bit. I've actually, uh, thought about, uh, one day, I'm going to ask you one day, if you want to do a joint piece together or some shit like that. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> make something and be like, fuck it, let's, let's do whatever, you know, like, let's do whatever. But, uh, I'm down when we, um. Because I, I don't know, that, man, I can't remember the last time we talked, but yeah, I, um, I'm i pretty tightly quarantined. One of my, yeah. my kids is, uh, yeah. um, I worry about them, so, but uh, how have they been? the children, they're good. I mean, uh, the one thing I do love is like having this much time with my babies, so mm -hmm. um, it's tiring because like you've watched how much I've produced work-wise, all the projects I've been taking on. I don't know. If, I don't know how conscious you are of that, but yeah, I started this podcast to do. I beefed up my marketing. Um, it's a heavy balance, and um, sometimes I have help. Sometimes I don't. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, and then you have to deal with things like school and. Um, just uh, for me, it's therapies with the, my kiddos that need it, and and uh, and then work. Um, it's heavy, and then um, you know, like like for me, our central arts stuff, our shows. That was um, that was my social time, you know. And uh, again, I'll stress, I miss you guys. I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> anybody in like oh, I think a year well it's great to have you on here you know um it's great it's great to be on i'm i'm happy you invited me i needed this uh this talk this outlet somebody yeah. kind of just kind of so at least somebody in the in the tribe to know what's going on with me <laughs> be like hey yeah. <laughs> you, you need to you need to make stuff i'll tell you that right now <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm getting back into that. I'm trying. No, to... I'm I'm down. We'll find the we'll get the biggest canvas we can get and make something out of it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you like the piece I made of you? Oh, that one. Yeah, it's so funny because like <laughs> I looked at it, and I was like, "That is so me." Somehow, I, I knew really that was me, and he gets it. Like, how did I? How did you do that? Like, I don't know how. Like that. 
it got my complete complexion so perfectly, but whatever. That's funny. Yeah, it, was, it was actually pretty uh, spot on. I was like, that's all right. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you got me. Well, I always think of you this happy dude, man. So that wasn't that wasn't hard to channel. <laughs> yeah, it's a big ass smile. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I think my favorite's uh, when we went to Austin to exhibit and we're oh, yeah. uh, representative Stickland's office and you're in the uh you're in the main chair in our group photo. Oh, Big smile. It's <laughs> good, man. No, I, I literally had a plane the entire way to that to Austin, Texas, man. It was raining that, so bad. That was an awful morning, man. Oh, and it, um, oh boy. It sucked because the the only person that was already there was Juan Zamora. But so so what we're referencing is uh we were invited by Jonathan Stickland, House of Representatives, um, to do a, a little exhibit in Austin. We were guests for a day, um, showed some work, got the the royal tour. We felt we all felt awesome. I think. Important, like yeah. But we yeah, most of us you know got up at four a.m. and um, trudged trudged through horrible weather to be there on time. And then things didn't even start on time. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, man, I could have, like, if the rain was done. Like, I was hot the plane the entire way there. I was like, man, this, if I crash, this is going to well, be I heavy. remember, I, yeah, there was, like, four, I counted, like, four wrecks on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, there was actually a wreck right when I pulled out of my neighborhood, like, one of the highways. Somebody already wrecked. I'm like, that's probably a bad sign. I should probably go back in the house. But yeah. I said, no, I'm going to keep going. Uh, kind of like four more on the highway going towards. It was really bad. But yeah, I, I made like, it. Fun. It was fun. We made it. it We're survivors. Thing. Yeah, we don't, we, <laughs> no, we don't buckle. We don't That's buckle. right. <laughs> Do not buckle. That's, right. That's why we'll be good. But no, we, I, uh, I talked I talk to Teal, actually. He'll, he'll, um, he'll buzz. He dropped some, uh, I don't know if you saw the little monster project I started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He drew some monsters for that. So people are listening, littlemonsterproject.org. Hey, uh, man, I keep, I need to write notes, but tell people where they can find your work. You can find my work on Instagram, Facebook, uh, or my six app, or my society six and tapastic.com which is like a uh webtoon like novel like thing people can read and get on their phone you know um instagram has most of my paintings and my drawings you know people can easily look at and see like oh this guy you know it's most of all of my social media is just art like i don't use i don't post anything personal on there instagram just instagram is all my work all my painting that i do my drawings everything yeah. um facebook is the same thing I might post something funny here and there, a funny joke. So just kind of let something funny go out and all that. Throw, 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 throw about a curveball. You know, I'm, no, I'm just not just a, art, like just, just pushing out art all the time. I can be funny too. Um, Facebook. Tell and, jokes. Uh, yeah, I, like, I like I like making people laugh. It's pretty fun. Society uh, Six is actually mostly just my drawings that you could buy for prints. Uh, you can see the society. So that's like six. a shopping thing or yeah, yeah it's like, it's like a shopping, 
there's like a okay. shopping. Uh, you can you can go on there and buy like pretty much most of my drawings I've ever drawn. I have prints of them or canvases made out of them and all that. And I get okay. some of the money, you know, that you know you, you buy for. Or I, I mean, you buy it, I get some part of the money for it, and side six get some of it. But that's like where most of my work drawings at least are posted on the side there. And Topastic is where I post my comic book and my novel that I've been, that I just kind of finished. So I have to edit, make, you know, make right. So um, that's awesome. Juggling, juggling, painting, drawings, comic books, writing. Hey, you know, it's, it's all expression. Um, so even I've had fun making videos lately just to promote myself. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, your creativity is everywhere. Like, for any of us that create, we will find ways to incorporate it into anything we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. I, I didn't know. think, uh, I kind of, I, I also realized, like, um, yeah, bookstore, I realized, uh, me making comic books was actually like as a, at a young age when I started like around seven years old and doing it till now it's actually helped me out in terms of like structure storytelling uh pacing like it actually does a lot for you when you make comic books and you like do it so well because you start getting really good at it and it's like I kind of found out like people that make comic books they also can do like writing or work in a film because they already know like you know structures how to like like this is the pacing we're gonna go by and the shots and all that stuff and like there's like there's a, there's a very there's a very weird like niche that and like skill you kind of get when you're like focus heavy on comic books and then you take it somewhere else it makes because you know when you draw first and you get really good at drawing Painting will be pretty easier, much easier for you. I feel like that's what I've been told, at least. And I feel like that's me doing comic books first also helped out a lot with me doing those different avenues and going away and kind of coming back to it. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah. I can. This is pretty interesting. I know I could, you know, do that and be be comfortable with it. You know, it's really strange. Very, very strange. Well, I mean, all like I said, it's all expression. It's just, um, even, I think, uh, two episodes back, I had a kid mental. I don't know if you heard the theme song for uh, this podcast, but I had this this guy, uh, Kid Mental, write it. And so I I brought him in and um, and talked to him because I think he's a, I think he calls himself Human Beatbox. Okay. And so he did a little demonstration, like, pretty much as soon as we went on and it was just him making sounds and then looping, you know, it was like watching somebody paint, you know, and it is, he's just uh, using sounds and, you know, in that, in that instance, sounds that just emanate from one person, which is pretty cool. And you know, what you're describing with comics, it's, it's editing and composition and um, positioning, all of that, that visual experience mm-hmm. that of course is going to seep in that's and that heavily seeps into your uncertain clarity because they are 
they are like their own comic strips. So yeah. It's it's cool, man. But um, all right, we're I'm gonna I'm gonna round us out here. You're you're definitely gonna come back. You're stuck with me, Austin Wafer. That's all right. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I've been gone for too long. It's good to see you. And um, you don't have to wait for um artist Bebop to hit me up. If you ever just want to rattle, it's a. Uh, like I said, I, I'm in touch with Teal Sons a lot. So, I haven't seen I haven't seen his his butt in so long. Yeah, I, yeah, I physically saw him, you know, from a social distance. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, from down the block. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he sent smoke signals. But um, <laughs> it uh, no man, like I said, I I miss you. You know, um, keep creating. Keep reading, keep, you know, we're, um, like I said, all of us are experiencing some degree of the same thing, but it'll be good. And um, when we get out of this, we'll uh, work on that collaboration, man. I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be kind of interesting to see what we make out of that. It'll Something be awesome, be man. Crazy. <laughs> World renowned. That's right. People, people are waiting for it, so we got to give it to them. <laughs> All right, right, sir. I'm gonna see you next time. All right, man. It's been nice talking <laughs> to you, Serge. You too, man. Be-bop.